Good morning, church. How's everyone this morning? It's a blessing to be among the living, counted among the living, having a view of life and not having to be stretched out, hands folded, and being viewed. That's a blessing. That's a blessing, folks. And don't take it lightly. Don't take it lightly. People are still leaving here every day. Every day. But for whatever reason God so chose, he decided to let us hang around. Just another day. Just another day. And you know what? We should be grateful and thankful for the fact that he has chosen to allow us to stick around one more day. And we should be interested in examining ourselves to see why. Is it something I need to do to get right before he called me home? Is it? Or is it because I'm, I'm faithful in my service and he realized that, you know what? I can continue to be utilized as an instrument of his Mm -hmm. to reach those that are lost and that are out there searching for the truth. One or the other. One or the other. And you know what? We should always take time to examine ourselves to make sure that we are in the faith. Amen. 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 This morning I have something very special for you. A short lesson. (laughs) If you believe that. (laughs) But really, it's short, but I'm hoping it drives home the point that I am praying and that it's intended to drive home. And I know probably when you heard Ephesians 5, you said, oh, my goodness, another one on marriage. Yeah, another one on marriage. Because we said that 2021 was going to be the year that for the married people in particular, we're going to strengthen our marriage relationships. And we're going to work on doing that this year. We kicked it off on New Year's Eve, right? And we had some of the brothers serenading their wives and all that stuff. I'm still thinking back and I'm still laughing at some. We had a good time. Even though we had to do it via Zoom, it still was a good time. So the title of my lesson today is, What Happened? What Happened? Can I take you back a little bit? Can I take you back and, and have you to think about some memories? Back in the day when I grew up, back in the day when I grew up, and Brother Jerry shared a story once that really ties in with this. You know, when you dated a young lady, it was, it was a big deal when she rode in the car with you. Yeah. If the car didn't have bucket seats, if it had the bench front seat, yeah. it, was, it was important to you as the guy that she set up under you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Any of you remember that? Yeah. It was important that, you know, when you were driving around, she set up under you because that sent the message out to the other guys that, hey, it's mine right here. She's with me. Now, some, some of you young folks, you don't understand and you don't remember that. But just listen, you might learn something. You might learn something. And, you know, it, it, it just so happened if the car didn't have the bench front seat and it had bucket seats, you know, she would still scoot over to the edge. But even while you were driving, you would reach over and hold hands. 
Now, now, back in the day, that was okay and cool. Today, that might be considered distracted driving. Because most young folks today, they can't even pay attention just on the road now. And you know you don't need nobody holding your hand while you're driving. But my, my point is this. That was special. Yeah. Yeah. You dated. It was special. And, you know, you wanted everybody to see you. Nobody was embarrassed about this girl sitting up under you. You driving around. And when you got out of the car, if you had to put some gas in the car or run in the store, she stayed right there in that spot. When you got back in, she was right there up under you again. Yeah. 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 Amen, somebody. But I remember Brother Jerry sharing a story. He said that was told unto him. He said that this couple was married and they started off like that. But as the years progressed on, she slid over from being up under him. And the next thing you know, she over there at the other end of the seat. And then she started questioning her husband about why she don't care about, why he doesn't care about her the way he used to and why he don't love her the way. And in all of these things, and he, he asked, I'm just paraphrasing the story. He asked, who moved? He's still behind the steering wheel driving. He didn't move. So she had to move away from him. I'm not putting all the blame on the wife. Don't, don't take it that way. But I'm just simply saying somebody had to move in order for that, that gap to come between the two. Amen. Yeah. And I'm asking this morning to think back. Think back this specifically to the married folks. Remember when you, you were dating, man, it wasn't anything you wouldn't do for her or him. Hello. What happened? What happened? You said, well, Brother May, you know, after you get married, you know how to. No, I, I don't. I, I don't buy that. Excuse my language. I don't buy that crap. You said, well, Brother May, you know, you get married and you have children. Children are a gift from God. Children are not brought into your life to separate the relationship. Help me out. What happened? Well, you know, I have to devote all of my attention. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean you have to devote all of your attention to the baby? Who did you marry? Did you marry the baby? You still have an obligation to your husband to fulfill needs and desires that he has. Well, brother, he should understand, and so should you. And at the same time, husbands, husbands should be understanding too also. Because when a woman goes through childbirth and everything, hormones just go everywhere. So you need to give your wife time, you know, to get herself together. And not treat her like some dog. That just had puppies and then the joker come around, sniffing around. Hey, you, you ready to do it again? 
That's how dogs act. That's how lions out in the wild act. You ever seen uh, shows of the lion? That's why the male lion will come around and murder the cubs. Because now the attention has been distracted from the male and, and the female got to raise the cubs and the male lion saying, hey, you blo- you blocking me. Y'all are quiet this morning. Our wives shouldn't be like, our wives shouldn't be treated like some wild animal. There, there should be understanding on both ends. But I just want to talk to you briefly this morning to talk about some things that are really important because, see, we, 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 we blow over stuff, we sweep stuff under the rug. Well, you know, after you've been married a while, isn't no, after you've been married a while, what? Does God's word change? Are you commanded to love less? Are you commanded to respect less? Now, when I was growing up, I always heard and would talk, man, the marriage relationship is supposed to grow stronger. That's right. You would think after being together over a period of years and getting to know each other even better, you would learn the ways of each other mm-hmm. for things to work better. Amen. But apparently, somebody is still sliding over on the front seat. <laughs> and the gap continues to get wider and wider. And some of the other things that I've learned in life that cause this gap. I make my own money. I have a career that I have to pursue. When things leave out of the order that God designed, how God designed it to be, it's never going to be what God would have it to be. And I'm not standing here as some chauvinist to say that a a woman shouldn't have the right to work. A woman shouldn't have a a right to have a career. But that needs to be discussed and agreed upon in your house. That's right. That's right. uh, And according to the word of God, who's the head? And who should have the final say so on that? Uh Uh-huh. Well, baby, I just don't think now's the time, you know... For you to be, well, I, I don't know why you think I need to just sit here. Or I, I need, Wait a minute. What does the word of God say? Yeah. Yeah. Let me help you. Submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. That's what verse 21 says. Yeah. Yeah. That says the two should submit. Right? right? Submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. Amen. So that should be submission on both parts. Yes, when, when, there shouldn't be no iron fist ruling. God should always be in the equation and God should always be respected and revered in making decisions. Amen. But it still doesn't change who's the head. Amen. 
Amen, somebody. Verse 22, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Well, let me, let me ask this. If, if a wife is rebellious against her husband, guess who else she's being rebellious against? God. People don't want to say that. But that's what this says right here. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Well, I just don't agree. See, can, can, I, can I back up just a little? That's why folks need to be so patient before you go jumping up saying I do. And I talked about this some weeks ago, how in America we're so backwards. A guy will meet a young lady and date her a little while, and next thing you know, he's springing an engagement ring on her and everything, talking about getting married, and then talk about, we need counseling. <laughs> no, no, no. I want counseling before I spring a ring on you. Because I need to know, are you really what I'm looking for. Amen. We need to sit and talk. We need to talk some more. And we need to talk a little bit more. Amen. Before anybody go pulling a ring out. Mm-hmm. Talking about. Because see what happens. You set yourself up in an, in an emotional trap. Yeah. Yeah. This guy give you a ring. You can't wait to show it to everybody. Uh-huh. And then. You decide we want to go to counseling. You go to counseling and really, you, you, if you really honest and truthful, you say, it joke isn't what I thought he was. That's right. But I'm told everybody, guess what? I'm engaged. Yeah. I'm told everybody, I'm posted it on social media, everybody in the world now. Yeah. And now I don't want to be embarrassed to have to go back and say it didn't work. So, to be honest, you know what ends up happening in many cases? People go on and get married, and they really don't want to marry that person. Lord, help, help make this thing work. Lord, help me. Help. No, the Lord gave you the avenue out. Don't do it. Amen, somebody? Amen. But guess what? Once you stand there and say, I do, you're in it. That's right. You're in it. That's right. And let me tell you, it's hard enough with two God-fearing people. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's hard enough with two God-fearing people, and now you start dragging one that's not fearing God into it. You, you, got, some, you got some stress on you. So, you got some stress on you. Amen. So, to, so to my single people, you may have felt this lesson didn't wasn't going to offer you anything. Oh, it offered you something. Amen. Before you accept an engagement ring from a guy, get the counseling first. Amen. See, uh, uh, the old school way, we used to bring them to meet your parents. Yeah. 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 
That's why the good Lord, if he bless you with a father that's still living, your father is blessed in your life to be your protector. Amen. 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 He's in your life to be your protector. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can remember my sister would date guys, and if a guy came over, and my daddy would just look at him sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My daddy would ask just a couple of questions. Number one, who your folks? Yeah. Yeah. That was his question. Who your folks? Yeah. yeah. Because that meant something back then. Yeah. Yeah. And after my dad would interrogate him, <laughs> my dad would tell my sister sometimes, don't allow that boy to come over my house again. Amen. <laughs> and but you know also what my sister understood by that? Not only was he not allowed to come to my dad's house again, you better leave him alone. Amen. Amen. I don't like him. Something ain't right about it. And you need to respect what I'm saying to you about him. Amen. Amen. So young folks, you better hear me. Yeah. Yeah. You're blessed with a father in your life or, or a man that, that, that's really offering you some mentoring and nurturing. You know what? You should thank God. But particularly when your father say, look, that guy ain't no good. Leave him alone. Now who's been living alone? Mm -hmm. right. So you caught up emotionally. Yeah. 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 You caught up with, with the blame that he and uh bedazzled you with and everything. And all you could think about is how nice he's been treating you and how wonderful you think he is. But see, sometimes your dad got connections out on the street. He heals stuff. Yeah, yeah. He know people who know him. Yeah. And he has heard how he has done other girls and other women. <laughs> and he think too highly of his daughter to be used as something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's your protector. Yes, sir. <laughs> Man, vice versa. I'm sharing some family stories. Right. I had an aunt. She had six boys, two girls. <laughs> and she had a rule when they got up in age and grown. She, she would tell all the boys, don't bring no girl by this house. <laughs> to meet me. Mm -hmm. Unless you're planning on marrying. Because I don't want any of these girls or these women trying to get in your business or mine. Mm -hmm. sure. And then you break up with them, you just got a world of mess on your hand. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not serious about marrying them, don't bring them here to meet me. Because I don't want to know them. You said, boy, that's hard right there. <laughs> but guess what? She meant it. Mm -hmm. You have parents for a reason. Amen. You have parents for a reason. Amen. They have lived what you haven't lived. Amen. There's not a line or guy you can meet today 
that he could use that one of us in here haven't used. And I know I probably used it. I probably wrote the chapters in the book. And the same lie he telling today was the same lie I would tell him back then. The same lie. It's no different today, like they're bringing out different movies, and people think they're brand new movies. But guess what? Most of them are remakes. Amen. Yeah. That's right. They just know you ain't got sense enough to look back far enough to know. <laughs> hey, that movie came out way back when. That's right. That's right. Same thing about the lines that these jokers are telling you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't even eat. I think about you so much. Mm. And, and, and when he know that, you know, you, you try to live a spiritual life, yeah. you know, I pray and ask God that he'll make this thing work out for us and everything. Even be lying on God. <laughs> Just to commit a sin with you. Amen. Some of y'all looking at me like I'm up here lying. Mm-hmm. I know I'm telling the truth. Amen. Amen. But let's get back to the marriage. What happened? What happened? How did that space, how did that space, that gap get so wide in between the two of you on that front seat of the car? What happened? What happened to that burning sensation? What happened to that loving desire? What happened to all of that? Well, brother man, you know, you get older and things change. It should change for the better. But why does it always seem it changes for the worse? The Bible said, when a man and a woman come together in holy matrimony, the two become one. Why does it appear so much today the two go their separate ways? Why do most marriages today resemble a business merger or an operation than it does a marriage. You hear people say, well, we just stand together because, you know, the kids. Is that the grounds that God laid for a marriage to be founded upon? No, no, what happened? <clears throat> what happened? My challenge to you today is to examine yourself. And if there's any party that I would say is guilty, I would say both are. Both parties are guilty. And because I I truly believe there's room for both parties to do some improvement. But where most of the trouble comes in, everybody's keeping score. Mm -hmm. Well, I quit doing this because he quit doing that. He used to kiss me before he left every morning. He stopped doing that. What did you ever stop and ask? Why you stop? Amen. Instead of allowing the devil to come into your mind, okay, he he stopped kissing you, and I'm not making any excuses for anybody. Amen. I'm just telling you there's an adversary out there who wants to destroy your marriage. And instead of you being quiet and start assuming and start thinking the negative all the time, why not just talk? Amen. Why not just talk? Amen. 
Listen, listen to what the word of God says. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Amen. See, this lesson today, is it, it ain't about arguing about headship. That's, not, that's why you need to stay in your own lane with Christian folks. Amen. So you don't have to argue about that. That's, right. that's understood. That foundation is laid before you say I do. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm asking what happened. Yeah. Let me ask this question as I prepare to close. I've seen so many times in marriages where a person got terminally ill and they didn't share the information, not even with their spouse. And it passed on and the question came, why wouldn't they tell anybody? Yeah. People say, that's not right. Let me ask you this. If your spouse told you they went to the doctor and the doctor found out something that, hey, this is terminal. I'd give you maybe six months to a year. Would your treatment of him change? Would your treatment to her change? In most cases, many of you this morning would probably say yes. But my question to you would be, why? That's right. That's right. Why does an illness have to change your love for your spouse? To cause you to love more, to appreciate better, and to do better toward them. Shouldn't that be done anyway? Amen. You know, I I hear you thinking. I hear you thinking. And you know I'm telling the truth. Why should a traumatic experience, why should an accident, why should something traumatic in your life have to change the way you truly feel about your spouse? Shouldn't you feel that way anyway? Amen. Well, my question, what happened? Why did you stop feeling the way you used to feel? Christ's love haven't changed for the church. Am I right or wrong? And did I not just read right here? Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ did what? Loved the church and gave himself for it. What has changed in regards to Christ's love for the church over the years? Nothing has changed. He still loves the church. He died for it. But what has happened in our marriages? Mm-hmm. 
Hmm? You look at the scriptures, look what God so chose to use to parallel as a relationship yeah. Yeah. for the church. Yeah. Marriage. Yeah. For marriage, the church. Amen. I would say that, that signifies something important. Amen. But what happened? Well, if I had known he was sick, I would have done it. I'm like, well, shouldn't you be doing that anyway? So what you're saying, I know I got hell in me. I know I'm annoyed. I know I bicker all the time. I know I do that. I'm talking about men and women. I'm not just talking about women. I'm talking about both. Amen. I know I'm not the example I should be, but if they had told me they were sick, I would have stopped. <laughs> That's not right, folks. Amen. That's right. That's not right. Amen. As if I'm lying there on my dying bed that I really believe that the, the expressions you're showing are true. You never showed them while I was healthy. Right. Why should I believe? Mm. Now that I'm down. Right. Right. I guess I'm talk. I guess I'm talking to the to the walls this morning, mm-hmm. folks. We need to examine ourselves. Amen. Amen. Because whether we believe it or not, children are watching how we treat one another yeah. as married people. Yeah. And let me tell you, they learn far, far much more from what they watch mm-hmm. than what you'll ever be able to tell them. Amen. My last comment. I I, I know it costs to live. Mm -hmm. I know it costs to live. But this goes back prior to you saying I do to somebody. Mm -hmm. You need to count the costs. Amen. You want the big house, Amen. the nice cars, and all that? It costs money. Yes, it does. And if the job that your husband is working can't afford all of that, mm. and then you say, well, I work and we can get it, and then once you get head over head, over head, over head, deep in debt, mm-hmm. buying this big house, Buying these nice cars, and then she decides, I don't want to work anymore. (laughs) Well, if you knew his income couldn't pay for it in the beginning, how can it pay for it now? So, man, you better be wise. You better be wise. I tell every couple that I counsel, I said, let me tell y'all something. Mm-hmm. 
money will tear a marriage up. Yes, and I tell that man right there in front of her, I said, you go get in debt and buy all this stuff. Within the first two or three years, she's going to come to you and say, I don't want to work anymore. <laughs> and my question is to you, what are you going to do? Amen. So you need to have a backbone. Yes, sir. Don't even let it escalate to that point. Amen. Baby, I would love to have that big old house too. I would love to drive that nice car too. But you know what? We need to take it step by step. Yes, now, if your goal and our goal is to have children and you want to be a stay-home mom and mm -hmm. take care of the baby all that, you know, that's certain things we just won't be able to afford. Amen. Amen. Whether you know it or not, Babies cost money. Yes, sir. Am I right, Gerard? Yes, sir. It costs money. <laughs> and you'll find yourself out there slaving, running yourself in the ground, never at home, working two or three jobs, and then guess what? Now she's complaining. You ain't never at home. Amen. And when you're here, you're sleeping. <laughs> you ain't got to believe it Ignore it if you want to Man I'm saying You got to have a backbone To stand up to this lady Before you marry her and say No we can't do that Not right now we can't do that That's right and you know what? That even goes with having children. Amen. Just because you're able to reproduce doesn't mm -hmm. mean you need to. Amen. Matter of fact, I encourage all married couples when they first start. Man, give yourself several years to yes, enjoy sir. each other. Yes, sir. Have fun with each other. Travel with each other. Do some fun things with each other. Well, when that baby come, the game, the rules of the game changes. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. We said we're going to strengthen our marriages. Did we not? Amen. Well, I'm hoping you take what I'm saying today. Amen. God's love for the church never changed. That's right. Our love for our spouses should never change. Amen. If you were sitting up under her when you were dating and all that, well, uh, well, get back up under her. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know what you used to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It may not necessarily be just sitting up under each other, driving around in the car, but you know some of the crazy stuff you used to do. That's right. Well, we ain't got older now. So what? Marriage is on the bar and the bed is what? You got a license to do what you do. Amen. What you, you got a, a sanctification approval from God yeah. to have the fun and to carry on the way you do. Amen. Stop allowing the devil to use vices yeah. Yeah. to separate you. Amen. Amen. Communicate with each other. Amen. Mm -hmm. 
he may have stopped kissing you on the way out because guess what? He, he kind of detected, hey, you used to do this for him and you don't do that anymore. Yeah. So now you're just keeping points on each other. Yeah. Okay, I ain't gonna kiss you when I leave now. You just, oh, I'm gone. Well, he used to hug me when he get in. Now he just walked right by me. Well, he may just walk right by you because guess what? You don't keep yourself up the way you used to. Come on, Come on now. He used to he used to fantasize and dream about what he's gonna see when he get home. Come on. Now he now he walked home and that's unestimated. <laughs> Hair ain't cold. Same old, same old, same old house coat you had had since you were a teenager. <laughs> I'm getting ready to quit. Keep yourself up. You did it before you got married. You would cut his head off if he popped up over to your house without you calling. Because you always wanted him to see you at your best. Amen. Amen. So why, why would you say I do and decide I don't care how I look? <laughs> he got me now. <laughs> He's under contract. <laughs> Let me quit. Boy, I, I could go on into that one. And men, we need to keep ourselves up too. Bathe more than two or three times a week. You, you want some loving and affection? You want some tender loving and care? You know what? Nobody want to crawl up in the bed with that. That's right. Why they make soap? That's right. That's right. I don't care how hard you work that day. Amen. Man, keep yourself up. Amen. Yes, sir. Want to talk about how she don't, how she look? Yeah. Look at how you smell. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'ma quit, Bob. <laughs> we got to strengthen our marriages, folks. Amen. We got to strengthen our marriages. As the devil attacked our marriages, yeah. he's also attacking the church. Amen. Amen. If our marriages fail, yes. the church is in trouble. Yeah. So we could build stronger congregations by having stronger marriage. Amen. Marriages. Amen. Amen. And if you're going to say I do, mean it. Amen. Amen? Amen. And again, young folks, I can't emphasize it enough. Young ladies especially. You meet a guy, listen to your dad. Amen. Listen to your dad. Amen. If he don't care about him, you need to stop caring about him. But you say, but what if he's wrong? But what if he's right? Yeah. 
And after he mess over you and send you to poverty and ruin your life, who do you think is going to be there for you? That's right. The same one I'm telling you, you need to listen to now. Your dad. Men know men. That's all I'm going to say. Men know men. And you could take that and you could take that and do what you want to with it. But if you ignore wise counsel and you go out there and get bamboozled, mm. don't blame the church. Amen. Don't get mad at the church. Right. Don't get mad at the preacher. Don't get mad at your parent. Get mad at yourself. Because you didn't listen. Yeah. 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 That's all I have this morning. And I'm hoping we will take what's been said and if nothing else, examine yourself. Don't examine your spouse. Examine yourself. What can I do to make things better? My wife shouldn't have to get sick for me to change my love and the way my my affection toward her. I'm supposed to love her anyway. That's That's what the word of God said. And I'm supposed to love her as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. If you're here today and you have a desire to become a Christian, to put Christ on in baptism so that you can be in the proper fellowship and relationship with our Lord. So that you can have that peace that passes understanding. You can have your calling and election sure. As you live from day to day. You can do that today. Bible teaches one must hear. Believe. Repent. Confess. And be baptized for the remission of their sin. And live faithful. Unto death. God is able folks. He's able. The question is. Have we made up our mind to do it? What's our song? 613 are you washed? 613 is our invitation song. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Let us together stand and let us sing.